Next on BYUSN, BYU football seeks a win for bowl eligibility against Iowa State tomorrow night. Will the Vampire Cougs show up at LES and get it done? We'll preview the matchup between the Cougars and Clones with ESPN's Brock Osweiler. Plus, it's an early season showdown tonight at the Marriott Center. We'll get you ready for BYU and San Diego State. And just hours before the NCAA tournament kicks off at Southfield, we welcome soccer coach Jen Rockwood and Rachel McCarthy in studio on a fantastic Friday for BYU Sports. Yes, it is, baby. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, November 10th. I am Jerem Jordan. It is a loaded weekend. We'll get to that throughout the program, but I'm with the man who's ready for his debut on MTV Cribs, Dave McCann. Did you ever watch that show? Uh, I heard of it. <laughs> I was just bummed they didn't play videos anymore. I'm like, what? this isn't even MTV. They, they just moved all this other stuff. But I was born in the, uh, I was in high school yep. when MTV came to be. And then it was, then it changed to that. It's evolved quite a bit. When it changed to that, I left. Yeah. But it was great while we, while we had it. They used to do this cool show called MTV Cribs. They'd yeah. show you around. And, the, and we essentially had that because the BYU men's basketball team has a brand new locker room. Yeah. And uh, Trevin Nell and Jackson Robinson kind of showed us around. This is on social media. You can check this out. It looks amazing. I mean, there's room for enough. Shoes in there to uh, appease even Dalton Nixon. Who would want to be in there wearing the blue and white? Just in time for the Big 12, baby. It looks, it looks amazing. And uh, the home, uh, second home game of the season, big one tonight against San Diego State. That guy right there, Trevor Nell, is going to need to be hitting from deep tonight. Jackson Robinson, too. Those guys uh, you know, combined for, what, 32, I think, the other night? So yeah. That was pretty good. Okay, all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Wide open man, caught, touchdown. Throwing it down, Jackson Robinson. We're going to chase him into the end zone. Touchdown, Chase Roberts. And the Cougs expand the lead again. Let's go. Two exciting matchups uh, among many this weekend that we're going to talk about here in this first segment. You got women's basketball, women's volleyball on the road. You got women's soccer in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you got NCAA regionals cross country. Let's focus on, for a second, though, on football and men's basketball. You got football trying to get bowl eligible against Iowa State tomorrow. N and number 17, national runner up rival San Diego State in the house tonight yeah. in men's hoops. So let me ask you this which of those games, those two, is more winnable? That's a really good question. And I think we're going to get a lot of reaction on social media today because it's not an easy answer. Um, Basketball at home is 30 and four against San Diego State. That's wild. Although right? they have tightened up as of late, I think they're 18 and 17 in the last handful of games. Um, Lavelle Edwards Stadium is a special place at night, and BYU's coming off two bad performances, so you know they're ready to kind of surge back and bounce back. Um, that's magical in its own place. The two crowds are off the charts. Which ones? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Okay, it certainly feels like, uh, at least from the Vegas lines and uh, ESPN BPI, they're saying hoops, which uh, surprises me a little bit. A little um, bit. The Vampire Cougs, pretty good, uh, as you mentioned. Like, I, oh, last week it was that night. Let's just shift it to home games then, too. But also, BYU's won uh, 21 of the last 22 when it's, there's no sunlight. So let's not ignore that number just because you lose it's one thing. game. We're already in our blacks. We're, we're ready already. to go. Yeah. We, we, are, we are blacked out here in uh, Studio B. Basketball is actually favored by a point and a half against yeah. San Diego State. This surprises me. Uh, in ESPN BPI, says 63% chance to win. The way men's hoops played on Monday is certainly encouraging. Competition was not great. 
But if BYU can uh, share the ball, play good defense, and uh, shoot a bunch of threes and make a bunch of threes, uh, 15 was fifth most in BYU history. Hey, that's good. San Diego State defensively is going to limit BYU in ways that weren't even close to happening on Monday. There won't be 43 open threes. No, that's not going to happen. Um, so you don't have Matt Bradley. You don't have Nate Mensah on the team that went to the national title game. Those guys were tremendous. But you still have Lamont Butler. He's the guy that beat FAU on the buzzer beater. Um, Darion Trammell is injured, though, with the shoulder. Yeah. Not, not sure if he's going to play. I know uh, we're going to figure that out this afternoon and re report that as you guys call the game tonight on ESPN+. Plus and we have the pregame. Um, but Reese Waters, sixth man of the year in the Pac-12, coming over from USC. Uh, Jaden Ledee had 27 points against Fullerton at career high. So it's a different team. But honestly, I think BYU has a better shot than I thought originally here against San Diego State. In football, if you tell me that BYU gets three takeaways or two takeaways and the offense does not turn it over, I like BYU's chances because that's been the business model. Yeah. But that is hard to sustain. There's a certain amount of luck, Dave, with takeaways. Sometimes yeah. you force a fumble or you pick off a ball. And other times, Texas Tech, uh, Jake Strong just fumbles the ball twice. And one of them's in the end zone. Like, here you go. Merry Christmas. Hopefully there's a little bit of that because BYU beat Texas Tech, but it was close-ish with plus five. And this offense has yet to really find that gear. Maybe Jake Retzloff explodes this weekend. Right. Maybe the chocolate cougar tails are the onus for that. Who knows? Who knows? But it feels like men's hoops is the more winnable game right now. Brian Dutcher, San Diego State's head coach, said this week about this rivalry with BYU that uh, it's always a good game. The teams are either ranked or close to it. So if you are to lose a game like this, it doesn't kill you. You're better off having played it. And this is a guy who's, who's lost a couple uh, to BYU in the, in the last few years. So, so And you know what? They, BYU played them tough in San Diego last year, Aztecs pulled away in the second half or pulled away one by seven um, and then went on to the national championship game. But, but it didn't derail BYU season, just like when BYU beat San Diego State, it doesn't derail them. Now football, you got Iowa State and BYU both playing to get bowl eligible. Mm -hmm. Both have really, really tough schedules after this one. Iowa State's got Kansas State and Texas. Are they going to beat either one of those? Probably not. BYU has Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma's here in Provo. Are they going to beat either of those? Who knows? It'd be a big upset. But the winner of Saturday night becomes bowl eligible. And so there's added, it's, it's like Iowa State's not going to come here asleep. They're coming to accomplish the same thing that BYU wants to accomplish. So the atmosphere is different with football, what they're playing for and where they are in their seasons and what it means. Basketball, it's the start. It's what do we got? Can we compete? For BYU, a win over San Diego State will give them a nice RPI boost, but it doesn't matter because they're going into a league that owns the RPI. Yeah. And um, in years past, that would be a must-win game for BYU basketball. Absolutely. And now, and luckily, um, you know, you, you play so many tough games. You don't need to beat San Diego State. It's a weird deal now for BYU men's basketball because it's like when half the games are good, uh, can you jump out non-con? I'll repeat a few things I said yesterday, but uh, – just because they're, uh, to me, still relevant, for Iowa State. When they're 5-1 and one when they score 21-plus, and they're 0-4 when they score 20 or fewer. The BYU defense has got to contain Iowa State. On offense, they kind of stink like BYU right now. Uh, BYU has three more touchdowns than Iowa State. Like, that is shocking. 
But they have a great defense. Um, number one in, in total defense, second in rushing, number one in pass efficiency defense. Can Jake Retzloff, Aaron Roderick, the O-line, dial up enough, enough to win this game? A takeaway or two, opportunistic, good special Better teams. Better field position. Yes. When you win field position, you have success, right? Do what West Virginia and Texas just did to you. They, yeah. They forced turnovers, they had short fields, and then they, they yes. managed to get points. I don't need domination because West Virginia dominated yeah. BYU. I, 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 wouldn't, I would argue that despite losing by 29, Texas did not dominate BYU, which sound, sounds weird. But if you watch the game, BYU did not execute multiple times in the red zone and did not take advantage of a couple of takeaways. Let's see if BYU can't do that because if you don't, you're really in trouble again to, to get to a bowl game. It would it would really stink to be five and two and then lose five in a row. That's what BYU is staring at right now. But can they summon one win tomorrow? Yes is the answer. There's they only, absolutely can. There's only one must-win game going on this weekend, and that's tonight with soccer, because you lose and it's over. Yep. Um, it's uh, it's it would be nice to win. Uh, but things are about to get harder anyway. So here's your shot, but you could still do it. I mean, magic happens, you know. Ask Austin Colley. Uh, Austin Colley would know. <laughs> and we've seen it many times. <laughs> BYU could beat uh, Oklahoma. They could beat Oklahoma State. They could get beat by all three. That's the magic of the game uh, because turnovers dictate just about everything. But a win tomorrow takes the pressure off. Oh my you're gosh. playing with house money the rest oh of the month yeah. because your goal is to get to six. And in the summer, Vegas was sitting there going, you're not going to get to six. Yeah. No one could the, – even the most optimistic of us were like, well, there's a scenario we could get seven, maybe even eight, and a lot of that was fueled by winning five of the first seven. Right. But then we Which all really said, did. hey, the schedule's about to change. It's about to get harder, and then it did get harder. And we were healthy. Now we're not so healthy. This is the forecast for a first-year team in the Big 12 that's doing much better than Houston, Cincinnati, and Central Florida, who are all dealing with the same animal. Yep. First year at this level. Yep. UCF was supposed to be the darling of the new four. No, BYU's been the best of the new four. <sighs> but you got to make a bowl game. Uh, you, you look at the rival up north. Uh, two of the first three years went 5-7 and seven in the Pac-12. It takes a sec. We feel like BYU is uh, more prepared. Um, in, in its transition and independence, but uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Okay, our question of the day is this. What would be the better win? BYU football beating Iowa State or men's basketball beating San Diego State? Uh, weigh in on uh, X, Facebook, and Instagram. Cougars forever on X. The hoop season does not hinge on a victory over the Aztecs. A successful season on the gridiron, however, might very well come down to besting the Cyclones. Yeah. That's a good point. So there you go. Riken Brown on Instagram. Basketball. Beating the national runner-up would be a great way to start the season and a big confidence boost heading into the first year of the Big 12. All true. It would be nice early to get that. Then you uh, try and go 4-0 at home to start the season. Rare to start four games in a row at home. First time since 2011. Before that was 1971. And then you can go down to Vegas and compete in, in uh, that tournament against NC State and uh, Vandy and whatnot. And so... Let's see what happens there. Continue to weigh in. You don't even have a road game, a true road game outside of the state of Utah until you play a Big 12 game in January. That's wild. And December that's, 9th at Utah, nice only scheduling. true road game. Yeah, that's some nice. And, and BYU fans might feel half the Huntsman Center up there. They're not, they're not <laughs> they, selling they tickets either. St. Mary's thinks this is a great non-conference for BYU. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a great scheduling opportunity. Yeah. And, of course, the big fish is tonight.
Let's go, man. Uh, 8 Eastern on the pregame, BYU TV and BYU Radio. And continue to weigh in on Facebook, X, and Instagram. Tomorrow night, BYU Sports Nation game day. We'll be live at Cougar Canyon, the first hour, and inside the stadium for the second hour where no one else can take you. All leading up to BYU and Iowa State. On a, it's a fantastic Friday. Then we have a super Saturday. Let's go, baby. Up next, ESPN's Brock Osweiler on the matchup between the Cougars and Clones. This is BYU Sports Nation. And I think Iowa State fans should be happy to see the improvement. The ball comes loose, and the Cougars have recovered! It's a massive gain. Osama breaks free! Nobody's going to touch him! That's the thing that stands out. They played the game a certain level of toughness, and I'm looking forward to getting our guys to answer it because you can see it on film. We're live in Studio B with your day-to-day -day Cougar Sports play-by-play -play on BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan, Dave McCann. Our next guest is the analyst on the broadcast this weekend for the game. He is Brock Os Osweiler, the pride of Kalispell, Montana. Brock, what's up, man? How you doing? Welcome back. We had you on a couple weeks ago. Good to have you back on the show. Yeah, it's great to be back on, and, and I love the Kalispell shout-out. It's, hey. uh, it's a special place. Montana's super underrated, man. It, it is awesome. Like, every time I go to Montana, I'm like, why don't I come here more often? It's great. But let's talk about BYU and Iowa State. Certainly this is an interesting matchup for a million reasons. Both want to get bowl eligible. BYU coming off a couple of bad games. You saw one of those in person at TCU where BYU in three of the, the last three road games, BYU's put up one touchdown in those games. Now BYU's at home where they haven't lost a game this year and have been very different, and they've got a, a new quarterback. So what do you think of this matchup and, and what sticks out? Yeah, I, I think it's it's exciting, and, and it's really for what you said at the very beginning. It's uh, both of these football teams are trying to get bowl eligible um, before they have two very difficult uh, remaining games. Obviously, BYU plays the Oklahoma schools, and uh, Iowa State finishes with uh, Texas and Kansas State. So, so both teams have great urgency to get that sixth win um, because we know how important that that bowl game is. Not only. Um, from a financial standpoint, but more or less, I, I think it's huge for recruiting and getting those younger players on your roster, um, the extra practices. So I, I expect uh, a heavyweight title fight. You know, this is these are two teams, as you guys know, that really take great pride in playing with great physicality and, and toughness. And so, you know, when you look at the offenses, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing to, to really get overly excited about, but if you appreciate good, tough, hard-nosed uh, defensive football, um, there's been some great defense. Obviously, BYU struggled a little bit on the road, um, especially against the run last week with West Virginia, but you're back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium where, you know, I don't need to tell you guys how good uh, the Cougars have been there recently. Brock, what's your take on BYU's first year in the Big 12? Are they what you kind of figured they would be? You know, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit surprised with uh, some of the struggles as of late. Um, I think Kalani is uh, a, a tremendous head coach. Um, I love the approach that he brings. I think he's a, a phenomenal leader, and it seems like the kids really uh, love him, respond to him, want to play for him. Um, and when you kind of dissect your guys' roster, uh, you know, you guys have some dudes on, on, on your roster. Up front, offensive, defensive line, which – you know, I know that's kind of been the target lately as far as um, kind of underachieving. Um, why? You know, not totally sure. Uh, you look at 
your skill positions. Um, you know, I think you guys have some some great receivers. Obviously, Keaton Slovis had big expectations coming into the season. Um, and then I think you guys have two of uh, arguably the, the best defensive backs in the country. You know, so when I look at your guys' roster top to bottom, your coaching staff, how they go about it, the brand of football that BYU is used to playing, uh, the home field advantage, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit surprised, but um, you know what, that's, that's why you play the game. Uh, I thought you guys would possibly have a few more wins at this point in time, but you know, credit the Big 12 and um, the, the quality of play top to bottom in that conference right now. The big surprise has been that the BYU offense has not mustered much, uh, especially in the run game. BYU's needed takeaways and an opportunistic offense and special teams to win. Now you have a new quarterback in Jake Retzloff. What did you see against West Virginia that maybe mixes it up and gives BYU a shot against Iowa State? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the, the thing with Jake – you know, I think he gives you an opportunity to extend plays outside the pocket, right? Uh, Keaton, uh, you know, I, I think he's a tremendous pocket quarterback. I think he's very smart and makes good decisions uh, with the football. He's accurate. Um, but right now, your offensive line isn't playing great. And so uh, with Jake's athleticism and his ability um, to escape the pocket, get outside, make some plays, uh, you know, that could be a huge factor for you guys tomorrow night. Uh, what I saw with Jake against West Virginia, um, I saw a quarterback that as the game went along, he started gaining more confidence. And then it looked like the game was starting to slow down to him. Um, you know, I, I think people take for granted, especially outside of these football buildings, how difficult it is um, to play power five football, and especially at the quarterback position early in your career, you know, um, Jake playing junior college football the last two years, you know, that was really his first taste of, uh, you know, big time college football under the lights last Saturday. And, and by the fourth quarter, I thought he was doing some really good stuff. Um, the, the fact that he gets to come home and, and play in front of your home fans, which is obviously a huge advantage. It'll, it'll be much, much quieter when he has the ball this, this go around versus being on the road in, in a tough Morgantown environment. Um, I, I like what I've seen. And, and if, like I said, if he can make some plays outside the pocket, uh, maybe pick up a few first downs with his legs. Um, you know, that's, that's really going to benefit the team. ESPN's Brock Osweiler is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's say you're the, uh, the offensive coordinator. You're Aaron Roderick for tomorrow. What kind of game do you call to make things a little easier for this young quarterback? Yeah, I think early on, uh, you know, there, there's a saying in the quarterback room, and, and they're called breather plays. And, and they're plays that should be guaranteed completions. And, and what I mean by that, you know, a breather play is a play that an offensive coordinator can call. And regardless of the coverage, regardless of what the defense does, basically the quarterback just needs to do what he's been coached to do, drop back and throw it to the first, uh, first guy in, in his progression. And I think if Aaron is able to dial up some of those plays and get the young quarterback in rhythm, um, I think that'll help him build some confidence very early in the football game. Um, another key piece to it, it, it's it's the running game and the screen game. And, and I know you guys have not had much success lately running the football, but a young quarterback's best friend is a good running game. And, and obviously that is the brand of football um, that you guys have been accustomed to playing in the last couple of years. You guys are tough, physical. You run, run the football efficiently. And then off of the run game, you guys hit screens and get 
that going, um, it's really going to make the young quarterbacks tonight a lot easier. You don't want to get into a game where Jake has to drop back 40 plus times, even 30 plus times and work through progressions constantly, um, be under pressure. Um, that's, that's really tough for a young quarterback. One of the questions I have is whether BYU can muster much against this Iowa State defense, which is top two in the league in yards allowed, rush yards allowed, pass efficiency defense. They're pretty stinking good. Uh, what do you think of that matchup against uh, one of the best defenses, if not the best in the Big 12? You're, you're exactly right. It's, it's, uh, the Cyclones are playing really, really, really good defense right now, and they have some, some studs on that side of the ball. Um, how do you play great offense against that? I honestly think it's playing great defense and special teams for you guys. And what I mean by that, you know, I think your special teams needs to come up big and your defense in order to give your offense some extra possessions tomorrow night, um, as well as short fields. Um, I mentioned it, you know, earlier in the conversation. I think Eddie Heckard and, and Jacob Robinson um, are playing uh, as good as any cornerbacks in the country right now. So if they can come up big um, against an Iowa State quarterback who – um, you know, let's let's be frank. He's, he's thrown three pick sixes on the season. So I, I think there's going to be a chance there for your defense to make some plays. If you guys can come up big on the defensive side of the ball, give your offense a short field. Um, obviously, you know, th then it's time for the offense to step up, make the plays that they need to do, play complimentary football and, and get into the end zone. Because you're right, going, going 70, 80, even 60 yards on a consistent basis against that Iowa State. Iowa State defense is going to be a, a tough task to uh, ask for. Brock, now you're talking to both teams. Give us a couple of keys for both sides. For Iowa State to win this game tomorrow night, what do the Cyclones need to do? And you've kind of hit on a couple of things for BYU, but specifically a couple of things that BYU has to do. And then on Monday, we'll see how you did. Yeah. Uh, you know, for Iowa State, I really think it boils down to starting fast on offense. Um, you know, as the game went along last week against Kansas at home, you know, they, they started to get better offensively, started putting up some yards and points, but they really struggled early on. And, and I think, you know, I've never personally uh, been to Lavelle Edwards Stadium, um, but I've heard a lot about it. And it sounds like a very difficult place to play on the road. Um, I know it's going to be a sold-out crowd. It's going to be a tremendous atmosphere. So um, if, if you're the road team, you know, you want to go out and have success early so you can quiet down that crowd so that they don't play such a factor in the game. Um, and then I know it's kind of a boring answer, but, you know, because I've been saying it about BYU, but I ultimately think this game comes down to whoever wins the turnover margin. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about two defenses that have been very opportunistic this season, creating turnovers, getting the ball back to their offense. And then you look at both offenses and for the most part have done a, a pretty darn good job of, of protecting the football. So I think who can ever make that big kind of momentum changing play on defense, win the turnover margin, who makes the big play on special teams. Um, you know, when you look at two offenses that have been struggling, uh, you know, that's that's where you're going to have to find your momentum and your points is, is in special teams and defense. Yeah, I was surprised to find out that BYU actually has three more touchdowns than Iowa State. And this is not the BYU offense of old with uh, McMahon and Detmer or Sark slinging it around right now, even Taysom Hill, which is crazy. Okay, this is your first time to Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo. What, let me give you some itinerary ideas for tomorrow. Maybe in the morning, hike the Y. Uh, let's get you a, a cougar tail. They're, they're doing a, a chocolate flavored donut tomorrow though instead of the maple 
And then, uh, yeah, just enjoy enjoy the game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Do you need any other recommendations? Maybe Bam Bam's Barbecue for lunch or something? You know, I, I read something that uh, opposing fans get delivered ice cream in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Or something like you that. You want some ice cream, bro? So, well, I mean, if, if something like that just randomly gets delivered to the to the press box, I won't be upset about that. <laughs> Nor should you be. I got you. I'll be on the third floor. I just go up to the fourth. I'll get, I'll deliver it personally. Let's go. They're doing brownies. They're no, doing I've brownies pre- tomorrow. I, I, yeah. I've, you know, I've driven through Provo a few times, and I've kind of seen the stadium off in the distance. And I tell you what, it just looks like one of the most beautiful settings in college football. Reminds me a lot of back home in Montana. So I, I can't wait to get up there and see it in person. Hey, hey, that hike to the Y, just know that's no cakewalk. That, that thing is just straight At least straight drive to the parking and lot and down. look out. At least that. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> awesome, man. Well, Brock, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Safe travels, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Anytime, guys. Thank you for having me. Brock Osweiler joined us a couple of weeks ago, and then today on the call tomorrow on ESPN. So, yeah, uh, uh, Good dude. We need to get him some ice cream and a cougar tail, for sure. I know they're doing brownies because it's cold. End yeah. of the first quarter, brownies for the for the visitors. Those brownies are dense, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> You have a brownie, and then you chase it with a chocolate cougar tail. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you might be in the hospital by, <laughs> by 11 o'clock. Game day coverage tomorrow night, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, we're going to have a big show on BYU TV, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Radio coverage as well. Cougar Countdown Live starting at 8 Eastern, pregame live, BYU Radio, BYU TV, Super Saturday. Coming up, we go live to the Marriott Center, head of the women's basketball home opener against Weber State. We'll check in with Spence, do a Big 12 roundup. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout the day on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. This is one of those special Fridays and Saturdays on campus where it's just loaded. We're in the crossover with basketball. It's awesome, man. We've got a lot to talk about in the headlines. Welcome back. I'm Jeremy. He's Dave. Let's get to an abundance of headlines. (laughs) And today's headlines presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner, bowl eligibility on the line. Tomorrow night, BYU and Iowa State at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Game day starts at 8 Eastern on BYU TV. Kickoff at 10:15 Eastern on ESPN. Live post-game show back on BYU TV when it's over. Cougars in the NFL. Zach Wilson and the Jets play the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. Both flawed. Fred Warner and the Niners play the Jaguars. Tyler Algier and the Falcons play the Cardinals. Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Daniel Sorensen and the Saints play Kyrus Tong and the Vikings. Jaron Hall ruled out from Minnesota with the concussion he suffered last week. Kyle Van Noy and the Ravens host Sione Takitaki and the Browns. A couple of great linebackers clashing there. Michael Davis and the Chargers have the Lions, Blake Freeland and the Colts over in Germany take on the Patriots. Zane Anderson and the Packers plant the Steelers. A lot of Cougars making a lot of money in the NFL. Men's basketball hosts 17th ranked San Diego State tonight at the Marriott Center. Big game. Cougars 30 and 4 all time at home against San Diego State. Free game coverage on BYU TV and BYU Radio starts at 8 Eastern. Dave's calling the game at 9 Eastern on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. NCAA tournament begins tonight for women's soccer. The number one seeded Cougars host Mountain West champion Utah State at Southfield. We'll chat with Jen Rockwood, amazing head coach, and Rachel McCarthy to preview the matchup in just a few minutes. Coverage 8 Eastern on Big 12 Now on ESPN+.
Number 12 women's volleyball won its second Big 12 road game last night. They had struggled one and four prior to this at UCF. Three set winner in the sweep by 17. A season high 13 aces in three sets. Same two teams tonight. 7 Eastern on Big 12 now on ESPN+. That was a big win. Women's basketball rolls out the home opener at the top of the hour against Weber State. We're not even done with breakfast yet. We got basketball 1 o'clock Eastern times the tip on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Spencer Linton, Kristen Kozlowski on the call. You brunching it at 1032 local time? It's a brunch time. day, you bet. Number three, men and women's cross country competed in the NCAA Mountain Regionals in Lubbock, Texas this morning. The women took second, led by Carmen Alder, who is the high finisher, took fourth overall. The men's race is going on as we speak. Nationals next week, right? Yep. BYU baseball's 2024 signing class. Here they are. Ridge Erickson, a catcher out of St. George. Blake Paragas, a right-handed pitcher from Hawaii. Cohen Goas from Hawaii, an infielder. Another infielder, Tyler Hatch out of Arizona. Matt Hansen from Colorado Springs, another infielder. Getting ready for Big 12 baseball. And last but not least, softball schedule was announced yesterday. Some highlights include playing in four non-conference tournaments to begin the season. BYU's first Big 12 home series will be against Texas Tech. And the big one is that BYU will host three-time defending national champion Oklahoma in Provo. That is going to be a lot of fun. That is going to be spectacular. Probably be like 80 degrees. Yeah, fantastic. it's going to be awesome. Those are today's headlines. And uh, let's get to the Big 12 Roundup. Uh, Dave will sit in for Spencer on this one. Where, where's Spencer at? Uh, sitting in, in for Spencer? In theory, well, yeah, on the whole show. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, <laughs> Big 12 Roundup. Here we go. Texas Tech taking on 16th ranked Kansas. Jayhawks a four-point favorite. Uh, who's Spence going with? I feel my credibility is on the line here because these aren't my picks. Spencer's <laughs> going Kansas. Spencer, I'm going Can Kansas. I'm going Kansas as well. I, I just think at home, the Jayhawks are playing good ball right now. Big win against Iowa State last week. Who BYU will see tomorrow? Baylor and 25th ranked Kansas State. Kansas State looking to snap a three-game home losing streak to Baylor, which they're going to do. Baylor's just awful. Kansas State, huge number here, 21, yeah. 20 and a half, depending on who you ask. Uh, Baylor, Baylor, to me, can keep it within 21. I know the Bears have struggled, but 21's a big number. Spencer's going Kansas State. Okay, okay then. Okay, next up, Oklahoma State ranked 15th, getting only two and a half points. Hold on, did you go say you're going Kansas State as well? I'm going Baylor. You're going Baylor. Yeah, fun, uh, fun. at UCF. Who does Spencer have on that one? Uh, he's going UCF which is interesting. You, really? Because UCF hasn't been great. They finally won their first Big 12 game last week, yeah. but they had to play Cincinnati to get it. Yeah. Beat them by two, I Cincinnati's think. Cincinnati's over. Yeah. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State for me in Superpick. I believe in the Cowboys. I think they're going to be in the Big 12 title game against Texas. They've been playing great. West Virginia at number 17, Oklahoma. I'm very intrigued by this one. The Sooners are favored by 13. I'll get West Virginia on this one to stay within 13 of Oklahoma. I, we saw them last week. They looked like uh, world beaters. Maybe BYU did that. I don't know. But uh, give, give me uh, give me the Mountaineers to cover here. He's going Mountaineers as well. Mm. Uh, but that is, I think that's the game of the day in the Big 12. The last two meetings have been decided by game-winning kicks in the final moments. That's why I think West Virginia stays in this one. Okay. Okay, Cincinnati at Houston. Houston getting two points. Uh, Sorry, Cincinnati's getting two. Houston favored by two. Spencer's going with Houston. Cincinnati hasn't been very good in the Big 12. No. I'm going Houston's with Houston as well. not that great well. either. Yeah. Cincinnati's weird. They'll, they'll put up a ton of yards, but they won't punch it in in the red zone. Yeah. That's what they did against BYU. Almost 500 yards, but lost. Cincinnati's won the last three when they're in the American. Yep. Now they're in the Big 12. Is there a more patriotic conference outside of the Patriot League itself not than the American? 
Okay. Yeah. Everyone's seeking that uh, patriotic uh, tone there. All right, you got Texas at number seven against TCU. Horns are favored by 12 and a half. That's... Quinn Ewers is going to be back as yep. Texas's quarterback. This could be the key for them getting into the college football playoff. Yeah, they, they've got to win out, obviously, um, to go to the playoff with the one loss to Oklahoma. I have Texas in this one. 12 and a half's uh, a lot, but I, I like the Longhorns on the road. Spencer's going with the Longhorns as his super pick. Mm. It, do you get extra points? For you get an extra point, yeah. You get, Have not you just declared your super pick? Oklahoma State's that my was super, your super pick. pick. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay, Iowa State and BYU. We know who cashed the checks. I'm going with BYU. Spencer's going with <laughs> BYU as well. <laughs> we have yet to go against BYU uh, this year. I, look, BYU's going to keep it within one score. You're in a tough spot to go against BYU. Right. I, I'm not looking to make too many as enemies As host of here. BYU Sports Nation. Yeah. Also, uh, we want the Cougs to win. Uh, we are extremely biased. Okay. Uh, here. okay, that's Big 12 Roundup. Good stuff. Uh, okay, prop picks. Five selections of stuff in the game. Here we go. Over like under. I'm back in Vegas. Yeah, baby. The 20 something years there, right? Yes, yeah. Over under two and a half combined turnovers. Uh, Spencer's going with the over. Me too. I, I think there will be turnovers of plenty. Who will score BYU's first touchdown? A running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, Jake Bretzlaff, throwing to the tight end, a defense. Tight end slash Jake Retzloff. Yeah, maybe a Retzloff. Get him the ball. Yes, maybe a Retzloff runner into the end zone. We'll see. Okay, uh, what what does Spence have? Uh, la, 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 we don't have it in there. We don't know. Okay, we don't know. What's oh wait, wide receiver might. Oh, okay. Uh, Going okay. off his notes. Over under ten and a half punts. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer's going with the under. I'm going under as well. We're only different by one That's right a now. A lot of punts. Yeah. Jake Retzlaff will be responsible for how many touchdowns? A one or less? B2, C, three or more. Three Spencer's or, going uh, two. Three or more. You want three or more? Yeah. But yeah, let's go. Okay. He's going to run for one, throw for two. Okay. Maybe more. Let's go. <laughs> okay, last but not least, how many points will be scored? This is close to the pin. Uh, Spencer this has combined. 42. I go 52. 52. A little higher. That's better for the fans. Yeah. But you're a man of the people. Typically. Yeah. Not always. Spencer's just in it for the money. <laughs> so he's going 42. Working at BYU, I'm not sure about that. But, uh, Great yeah. to be here and read Spencer's notes. Yeah. Spencer should be here doing <laughs> hey, what a day for BYU sports, including the reunion of rivals San Diego State and BYU just hours from now at the Marriott Center. Place is going to be Let's rocking. Go. Our pregame coverage on BYU TV starts at 8 Eastern with Jerem, Kristen Kozlowski, and Tyler Haas, Lane Fowler, Spencer Linton, and I will have all the action from the Marriott Center at 9 Eastern on Big 12 now on ESPN+. After the break, we talk with the number one seeded women's soccer team, Jennifer Rockwood, Rachel McCarthy, in the house ahead of tonight's NCAA tournament first-round game against Utah State. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. McCarthy, a shot, and a score, and what a goal! Oh, the NCAA tournament is tonight. It begins for BYU women's soccer, and for just the second time in BYU women's soccer history, they're a one seed. What that means is BYU could play up to four games at home all the way into the Elite Eight. In 2012, they did this. Yep. North Carolina snuck out with a 1-0 victory, and in 2021, BYU able to go to the College Cup for the first time because... 
They went on the road and beat top seed uh, Virginia and then came back and played South Carolina as a three seed against the six seed. And now BYU's in control, Dave. There's an opportunity here for BYU to go to the College Cup again, I think, potentially. I think fans grasp it, certainly those that have been to the games. This is a different kind of BYU team. This is a veteran group that's, that's built to win a championship. And to get a number one seed just is an exclamation point. Now you just have to go do it. They deserved it. I was glad to see Monday that they got it. And we now welcome in the head coach, Jennifer Rockwood. And superstar Rachel McCarthy, who's got some nice swag. What's going on there? <laughs> Tell us about this hoodie. Yeah, my boyfriend actually made it for senior night. He was going to make more, but then decided a sweatshirt is a little more expensive than just t-shirts. So <laughs> yeah, how, do we, cost <laughs> yeah. how do we buy our own um, McCarthy sweatshirt? Reach out to him. <laughs> he, can, he can customize one for you. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations on the one seat. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, because it puts uh, the, the ball in your hand, essentially. Yeah. What does it mean to have the one seed? And now, obviously, you get to take on Utah State. We'll talk about that in a second. But you're in control of your destiny here playing home games. Sure, and that's what you can, that's all you can hope for, right? We start the season, and uh, we had a, some hefty goals this year with a veteran team. Um, it has a lot of experience, and, and that was one of our main goals is to try and, and get the number one seed, just knowing how valuable it was. And I know that, I remember the girls talking about it after we were at North Carolina last year. You know, we, we had a great season. We were seeded, but then went out and had to play Stanford and North Carolina there. And they, they talked about how, how well we like to be at, how much we'd like to be at Southfield. So it's a big accomplishment. It doesn't happen very often. So really proud of the group. As a cold weather school, is it, how big of an advantage is it to have the opposing team come here? Because you're cold too, let's be honest. It's, yeah. it's a cold game, but, but what is it about Southfield in the chilly air that we'll have tonight? Um, I think it's, it comes down to the environment too, just like having people there as well that are there to support us, even in the chilly weather, mm -hmm. but, uh, we're used to the humidity or not the humidity, but the altitude. Right. And I think that's, that also gets so people. altitude, maybe mm -hmm. even more so than, yeah, because both teams are cold. Yeah. Right? So what? Yeah. I mean, Utah state is also in that <laughs> coming from altitude <laughs> they, too, but they know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they know it. Okay. Let's talk so. about that matchup. So, uh, only two losses all year. Utah state was the only one in the regular season. Last year with UVU, you did this, lost the regular season, won 3-0 in the tournament. Mm -hmm. How much does that sort of principle apply here where you're like, okay, you got us in the regular season, mm -hmm. but now we're going when it really matters? Yeah, I mean, it's always kind of a fresh start. And, uh, you know, it's a tough draw to be a number one seed. And then to play someone like Utah State has had a fantastic year. They won their conference. Uh, their RPI is very high. I, we're definitely the highest seed see the team uh, that's playing a, a team that good in the They're first round. They're top 50, right? Yeah, top 50 yeah. RPI. So, you know, that's, that's soccer. It's very regional based. But, um, uh, you know, they've done a great job. They, they got us at their place. Um, and uh, I think the girls are looking forward. A lot of times you, you want those rematches when you have them. Uh, you know, a lot of times you, you go to like a revenge tour type thing. And so um, uh, I, know, I know we're really anxious to play. Yeah. If you learn anything from that game, mm -hmm. um, and I might be wrong here, and you're the expert with 450 wins, <laughs> but um, they scored first, and then they just packed it in. Yeah. There's no ties. You know, we saw other teams do that, too. Fortunately, there's no ties in the tournament. Right. But, but does that emphasize the need for a fast start tonight mm -hmm. against teams that go, look, 
we just need one and then we're pulling everybody back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen teams do that because uh, we are such a great attacking yeah. team. Um, but it just uh, shows that we do have to go out quicker. It's always our goal to score first and score early. Um, and uh, we, we seem to kind of filter into the game a little bit quicker when we do that. So that'll be certainly be our goal tonight. We have to play quick. Utah State's a good team. Uh, they're a very good defensive team. They've only given up 16 goals all year. So we want to get out to a really fast start. That's one of our advantages with our group. Um, and then uh, we've practiced and trained against some teams that have packed it in. So we have some experience there. Uh, we've addressed it a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, we have so many different weapons, so many different ways to score, so many different people that can score. You know, Rachel's coming off the bench. We have we have almost as many goals off the bench as we do uh, with our starting group. And that's very that's unique. Wild. Very <laughs> unique for a team. And that's what's made this group so special. So 16 goals all year that they've allowed. You scored... 13 in the Big 12 tournament, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it is a clash of styles for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, number one in uh, goals, points, assists, BYU Cougars. It's awesome. Rachel, you have five goals this year. There's five players on the team with 10 or more. Yeah. What's it been like to just be uh, so balanced in the approach that anyone could score a goal? Yeah, it's, it's, also, it's been helpful, especially on the attack, to be able to just trust anyone up there. They, anybody that we have so much trust that we, could, we know that we're not relying just on one person or a couple people, right? We're, we're able to rely on multiple different people. Like that's why we have more than a couple girls that have ten, up uh, higher than 10 goals, right? So it's awesome to be able to play with all these different players and then be able to just keep on scoring <laughs> as many goals as we can. When, uh, when you're the only coach in program history, you are your own standard. <laughs> And, and that, there's, not, there's not many places where you're the own, your own standard. Um, so how do you um, not show anxiety and nervousness uh, to the squad while it's still a giant moment for this program? Yeah, I mean, that's something that I've tried to do and our staff tries to do. We're, we're always very nervous and, and anxious. And, uh, you know, I can always feel my blood pumping through my veins. You know, people aren't seeing that. But I think as coaches, if we show a confidence and a composure, that carries over to our players. And it's just something that's worked for us. And I think everyone's always a little bit nervous for these big games. But that's good. Uh, good nervous energy as long as you don't let it impact the way you play. Um, but this team has played with the target on their back all season. They've played with a lot of pressure and they've risen to the occasion and this is really their moment tonight and we're fortunate to have Cougar Nation show up uh, sold out before it even went to the public so that's amazing uh, we have so many season ticket holders and fans here on campus and the rock section has been fantastic for us this year and that's really the reason we love playing at Southfield is to play in front of our fans they give us that energy and that confidence that uh, we go out and play a fun style of soccer we were talking real estate earlier today <laughs> and that that area the men's volleyball team and the women's volleyball team hasn't lost all year. At the in 2023, I've not lost in there. And you haven't lost at Southfield. Right. That's a pretty impressive block. That's yeah. the, the value of that space has gone yes, up quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing with Provo <laughs> High one day, but yeah. Smithfield House and Southfield right next door. It's special, right? <laughs> it's very special. And you can feel it. You can feel the energy. Uh, the girls can feel it when we walk on the field. It's a special feeling. And those that have come before have paid the way. And it's just, uh, you know, the senior group that we have has been meant so much to this program over the time that they've been here and we just really want them to to play their best and showcase what they're capable of like you guys have built off of 21 and even 22 which yes. is hey we got to number one in the polls we got a number one seed mm -hmm. Rachel what does this moment mean for BYU soccer with this senior group that's really you've been to the national championship yep. game you've had a taste yeah 
and you want to win the national championship, it starts today. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think what we could take from 2021 is just that leadership that we had then and like bring it on and fight for how they fought in 2021. It, I might have not been the best season or like where we wanted to be in the standings at first, but then at the end of the day, we got to that spot. And we're, we're now at the top of the spot as a number one seed, which we wanted, but now Kip, it's now, are we gonna fight to stay there? And, and I think that we can. Well, you've been number one this year, yeah. and now you're number one seed. There's yep. just the other number one left. Yep. Right? <laughs> which is tick, the tick, last tick. one. Let's go. Yeah. So it's 1049 here on game day. What, what's gonna happen? What does the team do the rest of the day waiting forever for six o'clock? Um, <laughs> I think everyone has their own different style of like what they do. Yeah, what's games, on your right? docket? Mine is getting lunch and then taking a nap and then going and getting ready. So that's all I do. <laughs> what's it going to be like for you, Jim? So it's different and we encourage everybody to find their own. I'm going to go home. I'm going to mow my backyard for the last time, probably. Uh, that time of year. It's that time of year. You know, keep my mind busy. There's not much I can do. It's yeah. just mentally getting excited and getting in that zone and, and looking forward to it. So do some yard work, get outside in this beautiful uh, fall, fall day and uh, just uh, really excited for tonight. Tonight's going to be a flex of Cougar Nation because it's going to be a sold-out Southfield, yeah. and I expect a sold-out Marriott Center yes. there we go. Right. for men's basketball against San Diego State. And you at home, if you can't go to either game, you can watch both. It's modern <laughs> times. We can, you can do it all. Yeah, and then there's, you can catch the volleyball game as well. And, yep. and uh, yeah, it's a, it's Multi-device. Yeah. Friday night game tonight is sold out. 8 o'clock Eastern, Big 12 now, ESPN+. Plus. The coverage for everyone who doesn't have a ticket it's going to be something to see. Rachel, best of luck tonight, Coach. Continue. Thanks for coming on. Always. Good luck tonight. All yeah. the karma we can give you. Let's go. The rematch. <laughs> the revenge game against Utah State tonight, as Dave mentioned, on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Plus. After the break, we'll wrap up today's show with a loaded rise and shout-out. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation's on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or listen to the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. And please give nice reviews because these guys are always in better moods when they read a nice review. Somehow, Dennis Pitt is on the IMDb page as a co-host, by the way. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> Th cool. This just in, BYU Men's Cross Country finished second at NCAA Regionals. They advanced to Nationals. That was never in question. Uh, they, they weren't going for the win, per se, uh, just trying to advance right and then get to Nationals. James Corrigan was the uh, high finisher and uh, took 12th overall for BYU. So the women took second, and then the men took second. Yes, and both advance, competing for a national week. title. Awesome. Let's go. Our question of the day, what would be the better win, BYU football beating Iowa State or men's hoops beating San Diego State? Nathan Chantry on Instagram. I have to go football. This isn't a conference game for basketball. Well, it would be a huge win. Beating San Diego State doesn't destroy their chances of a good season. Yeah, the, the, the better win is completely subjective. But what is better than getting bowl eligible, right. given that you have a bunch of quad one games sitting there in Big 12 conference yeah. play? The big dance isn't for forever, but bowl season right. is next month. And honestly, it's, it's like, hey, if BYU can be in the NIT and be just interesting in yeah. February, I'll be, I'll be happy. Anything above that is awesome. Jordan Royal on X, football. Bowl eligibility on the line. Yeah. Conference opponent, second string quarterback making his first start at home. Beating San Diego State in basketball is always awesome. 
but football comes first. It is interesting. So you got a, a redshirt freshman in uh, Rocco Becht running the show for Iowa State. So it's an interesting quarterback battle of two offenses that haven't been able to move the ball very well or score too much. The Amy, Rock will be getting after one yeah, and will be supporting <laughs> yes, the other. Will. We have to read Amy Purdy because Brock Purdy, Iowa State, right? On Facebook, Absolutely. who knows? How about our women's teams at home today? Soccer is a must-win game. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only must-win today. That's the only true must-win. Uh, yeah, although football feels like it's must-win for a bowl game. It feels like it, but there's still chances, which takes the must out of it. Now, a must-have is the cougar tail chocolate. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a must-have. That's exactly. not, you're not going to see that again for a while. But <laughs> as far as the must, I, I agree with Amy. Uh, this is, and, and you know, you kind of felt it from, from Coach Rockwood. Um, this is it. This is the number one earlier in the year yep. was awesome, but this, this is what this matters. is it. And even being the one seed, like it's a celebration. It's exciting. It's a moment for BYU women's soccer. But the moment for them is getting back to the College Cup. And then it's winning the whole thing. And this is as good of a BYU women's soccer team as they've ever had. Yeah. They are loaded. They are balanced. Uh, they've only lost twice in the regular season. Like, this team is ready for their moment, but they got to beat Utah State the tonight, Aggies who beat them, them in the regular season. And they played them tough the last number of years. Score first. Score first, and everyone, kind of like football. You know, rest left, get a touchdown. It's like, okay, let's go run our offense. I can't remember the, the Rebel stat on this, but when BYU scores on the opening drive in football, it's like they've won a lot in a row. See, like, in basketball, it's a good you, omen. you don't have to score first. It doesn't matter. No. Soccer, just win the tip, to. and then you win. No, just kidding. <laughs> our Elite Voice of the Day is presented by Pax. Healthcare Elevated, Jared Buckeye on X. Better win, men's hoops, hands down. Which one do I want more? Football, hands down. Okay. So it it's depends on both what, sides there. Depends what you want. Yeah. Today's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Well, we, we talked about it at the start of the show. It is such a unique weekend uh, with, with impactful contests yeah. all around uh, the, the BYU world of sports with football, basketball, volleyball, soccer. And uh, we've already seen the cross-country teams do well today. Uh, what a week. We, look we look at all that things. stuff. Weber State against BYU and women's hoops is coming up next on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. So tune over to that. That's Our thanks where to today's Spencer guest. is. Today. Yes. Is that where he is? That's Just where kidding. he is. Brock Osweiler, Jen Rockwood, Rachel McCarthy, thanks for joining the program. Sorry to Dennis. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 X, Instagram, Facebook. This and all our shows on demand at BYUSN.com. For Dave, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Erica Owens. Head over to Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus for women's hoops against Weber State. We'll see you tonight for women's soccer and men's hoops. Go Cougs!